0: cherishing scripture podcast my name is jeremy and i'm here joined with pastor bailey to my right and then we've got zach taylor behind the sound booth he is our youth director and sound engineer for today's episode They might fire me.
1: We'll see. At least for today. I'm
0: looking
2: for some more volunteer jobs if y'all have any. As (laughs) as close as
0: I've been fired so many times, I think you're doing fine. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But last week we covered verse 2 through Mm -hmm. 5. If you've missed that, you can go back and check it out on YouTube or any of your uh, podcast listening sites. Um, Today we're going to talk about verse 6, but I have got to ask Pastor one question. Oh boy. Where do you get all the stuff that you get out of one verse or one big section like that? You know how many times I have read? So we t- the, this morning for, for yeah. you guys, it's Sunday for us, but for you guys, it's two Tuesdays from now, or Fridays from now. He taught uh, this morning out of First Samuel 25. Yeah. And how many times have we read that passage over and over again through our own devotionals and have skipped all of that?
1: Yeah. How do you do it? <laughs> well, I mean, I've done the same thing. I've been guilty of the same thing. It's, it's really about just uh, taking it slow and, um, you know, trying to pick up as many tools as in, and as many resources as you can. Yeah. Other writers, other preachers possibly, if you like listening to audio. Um, uh, you know, just for that one message this morning, I'm uh, counting on my mind here. I'm thinking of at least six volumes. Wow. I didn't read the whole books, but I I used the resources of about six volumes, and that comes from a big library. You know, I've got a pretty sizable library, too. And so, um, Jones Dictionary of Old Testament Names, I had that in my hand this week. Mm -hmm. John Phillips, two of John Phillips' books, I had those in my hand this week studying for that sermon. Um. Chuck Swindoll, John MacArthur. There's uh, a host of guys that I read after. Mm. I have my favorites, you know, the ones that really crank my engine for me, and then there's others that I, I'm not, you know, really, uh, um, you know, really dialed in with. But yeah. it's just, uh, it, you know, it helps me. Uh, and so if I'm sitting in my study and I think it's helping me, I'm, I'm persuaded that it'll probably be helpful to other people that are listening and so yeah it's, it's like that saying into,
0: i heard a saying this week where it says if it's if it's stepping on your toes it probably stepped on the pastor's toes right. too when he was yeah. studying
1: it while he was studying it that's so, exactly yeah. right. my
2: dad always said if i'm up here preaching it to you that means i've already preached it to myself that's correct you know, and yeah. it's
1: and it should be that way yeah it so, should be that way it can't be a, there can't be a detachment from what they're hearing and what you're preaching you're, you're preaching to everybody in the building including yourself Yep. right yeah,
0: and that's true. That's the way a qualified man should be. Sure, yeah, Ezra yeah. talked about that he read the he read the rule or he read God's law. He studied it. But not only did he study it and taught it, but he did it himself. Yeah. And yeah. that's the way yeah. a, a pastor well, should be. Well, what's
1: encouraging about a lot of this, you know, is we're seeing guys, you know, like this morning, Brother Waters taught did a phenomenal job. He did job. awesome. This, mo- this morning and last week. Um, You know, yourself, Jeremy, I've, I've heard you guys, both of you guys, uh, Zach and Jeremy, I've heard you guys preach and teach, and it 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 looks like that atmosphere in our church of of that that expository atmosphere is kind of spilling over onto everybody. You know, everybody mm-hmm. seems to be uh, picking up the pace and doing so much better. Uh, uh, it's always been good, but you can tell when guys are getting good solid training. Yeah, you know, I couldn't so, do.
2: I personally, I had to stop topical. I used to do topical um, yeah. because, I mean. If you're not a pastor, I realize that like as me for me personally, it's actually harder for me to plan to preach once than it is to preach two or three times sure. because then I have to find one passage sure. right uh but typically um For me, I used to be very topical, but looking back and thinking of some of the messages I've done, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, should have never done that. I wish I could go back and erase some. Yeah, so I've been there. But there's
0: so much you when you do topical, you pass up so much, uh, like extra like juice and all that stuff that's right there when you when other if you would have done verse by verse, you would have gotten it.
1: Right.
2: One habit that I actually got into, which was Brother Wiley actually, pastor, uh, in hermeneutics. I got into the to- uh, into the habit of if I'm preaching uh, and I want to preach on something, I'll actually try. If it's a smaller book, I'll read the whole book of the Bible, uh, yeah. that whole book. Oh, yeah. Or if it's a larger book, I'll try to read the chapters around it right. and get the greater context so that yeah. you're prepared. But it's funny that you started this off, Jeremy, talking about pastor and his preaching, and he talks about the time he spends studying uh, because I believe that's actually pretty much where it leaves us in Galatians six six. Yeah. this time. About a uh, it says in Galatians 6, six. it says, Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Um, and Pastor, you were talking to us a little bit. That word communicate, what exactly does it mean in the Greek? It's
1: talking about financial communication. Uh, it is literally... Um, A verse that is teaching this is this is Paul's style he kind of wraps up a few things at the end of his books and uh, in this particular case uh, he talks about the parishioner let you know him that is taught in the word and then he talks about the preacher and he says that uh, the parishioner should be willing to financially communicate with him that teaches the word and he should be able to he should be willing to do that in all good things and so this is a this is one of those rare verses where the apostle Paul gives us a snapshot into the financial aspect of ministry, and he teaches us here as well as other verses that a uh, a preacher who is preaching the word is is entitled to the resources of the church yeah. Um, yeah. within reason. Of course, we're not talking really? about you know high handed. Uh, um, we're not talking about you buying limos with no. the church money yeah no. right? We're not talking about, what's it, what's it Apostle Taylor guy that we yeah. saw in Bible college at night? <laughs> you know. uh, yeah, we're not talking about that. But it, there should be a willingness in the congregation to financially communicate with their pastor. If he's giving them, the Apostle Paul in an earlier book would have said it like this, if he is bestowing and giving to you generously in spiritual things— you should be willing to give to him in carnal things. Yeah, mm-hmm. carnal you know, things meaning earthly things.
2: Right. Yeah, you know, I always make this joke with you, Pastor, and I think that a podcast format would actually be good for us to just ask you and talk about it. But um, I always joke around with you, you know, like, oh, come on, you know, you only work three hours a week. You know, you yeah. just get up and preach. Yeah. But uh, if you don't funny. mind, um, <laughs> <laughs> what I, I I've personally seen it. I've I've seen you up here the the days you're up here. Mm-hmm. Um I've seen how your schedule looks and I know that you up here isn't all that that includes. Um I know that there's been times where you'd come back and you're like, "Oh yeah, I was in a meeting on Monday." And yeah. I was like, "Oh, well, you're here Wednesday." Yeah. But uh so for you personally, uh what goes into it? Why should why is pastoring a full-time job and not just a part-time ministry? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you know uh, there are bivocational pastors mm-hmm. I've chosen to to fill that role for a number of years in in our ministry but uh, um you know the apostle Paul spoke clearly to the reality that there has to be a disciplined man who is saturating his life with God's word you know and I'll take I'll take Jeremy here for an example okay Jeremy works a 40 hour week um at the shop and and, and makes a living and so um, because he has that master that that secular boss he can't spend 40 hours in God's word yeah just it's not doable right it's not feasible anyway So therefore uh, yeah, our church is filled with men just like that you know who have a 40 hour work week, a 50 hour work week, a 60 hour work week, And so they're counting on a pastor to spend copious amounts of time in the Scripture. They're counting on that. They don't want to come and and uh, and be financially generous to somebody who has just been ten minutes on a website cutting and pasting a sermon Mm -hmm. with no preparation and with no heart uh, connection to it. So, you know, I I think that a a man in ministry as as a as a minimum, should read 10 chapters a day in the Word and his devotions. And he should spend time either writing or reading from other resources. Um, I try to give myself to epistolary relationships where I I write church members letters and and so on and so forth. Um, people have received those down through the years and seem to be very appreciative of that. And so, um, uh, you know, what, one way that it could be illustrated is um you give your mornings to god you give your afternoons to the church and you give your evenings to your family Uh, i've tried to do that sometimes that is interrupted sometimes that changes a little bit but that's that's really a good uh a good way of trying to operate um uh but you know if if jeremy if you're going to be on your feet 40 hours this week then it doesn't to me, it, it's not an outrageous thing to expect the pastor to be involved in spiritual matters, either prayer, Bible study, or whatever, for a comparable amount of time. Mm. And that way, when he comes to church, he's prepared uh, to give to the people the food of God's Word that will help them grow spiritually. Yeah, And those are the guys that Paul's talking about here. He's saying, uh, uh, if you have been taught in the Word, we don't need to bypass that. You know, there's a lot of preaching with no teaching. Right. And there's a lot of people talking loud, but it's not feeding the soul. And so uh, he says, if you've been taught in the Word, you should communicate financially to him that teacheth. And I love that word for communicate. It's uh, to share with others. So, for example, you know, if you're back in this day, a farmer could come to the preacher and say, look, here's a special gift I want to give you. Here's a bushel of... Barley, or here's a bushel of wheat, or something to be a special blessing to you. Mm. That would be communicating to them financially. In today's world, it's a salary, Um, but I got to tell you, the salary doesn't mean near as much to me as the as the other ways that people communicate with me. You know, I have you know, like your dad, for example, Jeremy uh, has just been um, a special encourager to me. Brings little things to me from time to time. Hey, preacher, I was thinking about you when I saw this. Mm. Oh, you know, this is yours. You can have this and i keep those items you know some of them uh, i use every day some of it's kind of a something i put on the shelf but um that's what he's talking about yeah yeah, yeah. you know, you're out there in a the work week making your you know and uh, earning a carnal living and the pastor should be able should be spiritually feeding you so that you can uh, uh so that you don't lack and so that you don't go wanting spiritually yeah, yeah.
2: and i know here you're um in a normal week, you can go anywhere from being a plumber, a painter. Oh yeah. A yeah. uh carpet layer, I guess. You could yeah. be a um Yeah,
1: we've done a little bit a of lawn maintenance. Yeah. And see yeah. that you know, that's the thing that I don't understand about a lot of modern churches is pastors have become CEOs and not pastors. Yeah. The they've Senate become office. they've become uh you know, business administrators and not pastors. I, I totally don't get that. Uh I, I got scolded one time for calling you know my my little room over here i called it my office and mm-hmm. this old preacher he said well he said let me stop you right there he said preachers don't have an office they have a study and that kind of opened my eyes to the reality i mean he's exactly right we're not mm-hmm. talking about a ceo we're talking about a man who's laboring in the word yeah you know and a man who is treating the church like family and so you know i learned a lesson from that i think a lot of pastors still need to learn that lesson you know stop treating your church like a uh, like a business and and be the family man that you're supposed to be hmm. you know first uh, 1 Timothy 3 you know if if a man desires the office of a bishop you know, he has to rule well his own house he didn't say you have to be a business manager he said you have to know how to operate a family that's because the church is a family yeah that's the way it should be operated well I
0: look at the same way if I go to work every week and same thing and do my work constantly and and do like I'm supposed to uh, I expect to be paid for it. Yeah. And, you know, there are some preachers who, and I, I know you can be, you have been this way before, that, you know, sometimes a church can't give something, but you still go and do it anyways. Oh, of course, yeah. But I, and I would still want to pay you for feeding me every yeah. single week. Well,
2: something yeah. that uh, I was taught in college, it was actually um, Dr. Arlo Elam, he would always say that, do you know what it takes to have a full-time pastor? And we just looked at him. I remember we looked at him like, I don't know. And he's like, "All it takes is ten church member or ten church families that know how to give faithfully." Ten families. That's right.
1: Because mm-hmm. if
2: you're giving your tithe, your ten percent that the Bible calls for, that's enough to right. supplement the pastor's income.
1: Sure. Yeah. And I agree with that. You know, and you know, not just speaking for myself here, but speaking for all of the listeners. You know, your pastor. If he is laboring in the Word and feeding you spiritually, he is worthy of double honor. Yeah. That's what the Apostle Paul said in, in 1 Timothy. You know, um, uh, Paul said in 1 Corinthians, they that preach the gospel should live of the gospel. And he uses the metaphor, you know, does a soldier buy his own ammunition? No. If, if he's a soldier and he's given his life to that cause, his ammunition is provided. Mm-hmm. his you know, his uniforms are provided his right. meals are provided and so these are just illustrations of different things that a pastor can benefit from uh, but the qualification there still remains you know i it's 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 grievous to me that some guys get a salary because mm-hmm. they are not laboring in the word mm-hmm. they they are lazy they are sleepers they're sloths they're poor managers of God's house and i don't understand you know, the rationale and giving them a salary. I don't think that's what Paul is saying here. Yeah, right. He's saying you look, if you're being fed, you should feed your pastor. If you're being if you're being helped, you should help your pastor. So mm-hmm. uh, I think it's a great verse. I'm yeah. glad he threw that in before he closed the book here.
0: Yeah, it is a really good verse. And I and like I said, we we do love our pastor and we do take care of him yeah. here. Um, he didn't pay us to say that, by the way. We actually, <laughs> right. We're actually saying that because we actually care and we actually do love our pastor. Um, so we encourage you to do the same for your pastor as well. Absolutely. But uh, great episode. Getting really close to finishing Galatians. I'm excited. I can't wait to see what we'll talk about next. But you can find this video uh, or listen, if you're listening to, you can find it on YouTube or any other app um, podcast listening sites like Apple or Google. Um, leave us a comment. Email us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, we... You know we've been actually getting a few comments from you guys which has been great. so keep them coming keep listening keep uh, sending your sending your comments and likes and all that stuff and uh, we'll see you on the next episode.